Okay. Loud it is. Podcast episode number 53. Oh, yes. Uh, it feels so good to be back. It seems very soon since it, the last one. It might, um, I think it did because we, uh, the last podcast we did, we did kind of in the later in the new year. It was late January, wasn't it? Okay. So it's just the, the actual date. Date. What do you mean? We haven't moved it. This is the no, date. No, no. This is the. Yeah, this cool. Is the, All right. Yeah. What are we talking about today? We are talking about a bunch of things. Sorry. I'm Corin. I'm Kushal. And this is the podcast. We are talking about a bunch of things today. We're going to be talking about Coco, uh, the new Venom teaser that dropped a couple of days ago. We're going to be talking about the Cloverfield Paradox, Den of Thieves, and all sorts of other fun stuff that we've seen this month. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Um, where? How are you? Okay. I'm good. good. I'm um, been really busy at work. i produced like... Five videos in the last month, it feels like. That last video you made was probably the best video they have ever had and will ever have. Wow. It was like, is it Carlsberg? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Carlsberg of videos if for Carlsberg that organization. Yeah, if, the, if Carlsberg made videos, <laughs> that would be the video that they made. Um, that was good. For those of you who don't know, I uh, I made a video for a local university, and you can find it on the local university's YouTube page and Twitter and all sorts of things. It's okay. a celebration of varsity. Cool. What else? Um, what else has been up? Not much. Uh, not much else. Um, are we announcing it? Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm waiting. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I'm not saying it. I was about to say something, and I thought, <laughs> no, I'm going to just say what else. Okay, no, no, fine. Yeah. We, we may have some um, geographic relocating happening for some people. I thought I was going somewhere, but I'm not going anywhere. So, <laughs> okay. Which is good. And I'm glad to hear that. Okay. <laughs> well, good. You and my wife are both glad to hear that, which is good. Um, how are you? I'm good. I'm looking. A, considering two days ago we didn't have a show. There's a lot of stuff on here. <laughs> I'm like, how did this happen? We I have so many things. I text Gujal and said, hey, we've got a show recording on Saturday. He's like, crap. He said, okay. <laughs> and then I messaged back and said, are we still doing it? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Uh, and then we started planning it like on Thursday or Wednesday and, it was. I think. And now this is like two shows. <clears throat> yeah. So this is going to be good. Let's get into it. Uh, we've been watching, what, trailers. We I went right around your house and we just said, yeah, fuck it. Let's watch trailers for a while. Yeah, so we um, you watched the Venom trailer earlier that day, teaser. Yeah, uh, that was absent of the title character, the titular Batman. character, Venom. Oh, um, but Bane was in it. Bane was in it. Yeah. Yes, that was good. Um, Doing yet another silly voice. Yeah, Tom Hardy. And people were losing their shit because it didn't have Venom in it. Because it was oh, no. No, I thought that was really good. Did yeah, you, there, are, you there are a couple of schools of thought there. I because surely Venom is just a CG. He is just a CG. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I also like that Riz Ahmed is in it. Yeah, saw that. Um, yeah, Flash. That. Um, but uh, promising, promising stuff. It's a teaser. I don't really care much. You know, that I would I have liked to see Venom. Yeah, of course. But you know, I'm not going to cry over it. But people are losing their shit over it. Okay, because people lose their shit either way. It's like if they'd showed Venom, they'd be like, oh, they've, they've ruined it and they've showed it too early. But if they don't show it... I mean, I like the look of it because he sort of paraphrased, paraphrased Lando Calrissian in the trailer, talking about how people have their own problems. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Um, and that was actually a link. I know. I, just, I was... Oh God. <laughs> God. We're going to mention Star Wars, but just twice. Okay, go on. I'll let you, I'll let you take this one. Solo trailer. I've only seen it a few times. I don't know how many times I've seen it. Um, it just—it's pretty cool. Did you like the new, new shiny Corellian freighter from the inside, with with what looks like sort of padded white yes. cushiony things? Yes. 
it's not what it is but and um yeah the the Khaleesi Clark's on it what was interesting was when you the, the, the teaser that they showed over the Super Bowl was like a 60 second one and um I didn't see that one I just saw the trailer the trailer it was very comedic okay um, good which is a massive different vibe for the universe I think um, it needs to be for this film yeah yeah and I think um for this character yeah um for solo I think it it's gonna work really well okay um but yeah no it's good I'm, I'm looking forward to that that's how like very soon what was that May, May? yeah oh, that's so exciting May 25th all right uh Jurassic World 2 but oh, I was gonna do a segue oh shit you can cut it out and do the segue this was a really bad segue for Okay. Because you know how Star Wars a long, long time ago in a galaxy far away. Yes. Um, Jurassic World was also a long time ago because of the dinosaurs. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm kind of in the same ballpark of understanding of... It looked good. Yeah, it did. Um, I was... Pleasantly surprised. I think they're, they're popcorn films, you know? There's not a lot you can... Yeah. I think the last one, the Jurassic World, was... It was good. It was it, it was enjoyable. Yeah, but dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaurs, absolutely. There's, nothing, there's no way you can... I think they've got the monopoly on dinosaur films. <laughs> That's the only reason it works. Who else makes dinosaur films? Nobody. Because then you run the risk of becoming just a Jurassic World clone. Park even, sorry. Jurassic World. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, the closest you get is Jurassic Park with humans. <laughs> tenuous link. That was a good tenuous link. Just, which I can claim that from your reaction. You've got it on camera. <laughs> Just as the battery's about to die. Oh. That's fine. We've got like 12 minutes of show. So that doesn't fine. last long. That's what she said. <laughs> wow. So Jurassic Park with humans. Season two of Westworld is out uh, April. I'm guessing April, May, March. Are they off? Okay. April indeed, yeah. Um, it... Uh, Looks mental. It looks nuts. It looks like they've. They, it looks like the first episode was, you know, like full of intrigue and mystery, and now they're just like, okay, well now she controls all those things, so we can just do whatever the hell we want. And what I love about this is, it's not a lot of series that we have these days. They kind of they're renewed because people enjoy them, right? Yeah, they, well, it's all money, really, isn't it? They yeah. Just, can we get... What I really appreciate about, appreciate about Westworld is it's one of the very few shows that have a very solid story and that they're, they're, they've genuinely got something to tell in the second season. It's not like they're making it for the sake of it. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, we want to we see this part of the story. Yeah, um, so it's an important part of the story and they're making it because they've got stuff to tell, which is what I, uh, I'm more excited about than anything else, I think. Yes, it's very Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, talking of very Blade Runner. I will come to that in a bit. Uh, this I can't link to that because it's too far ahead. Uh, uh, next trailer, Jessica Jones, uh, season two. Um, I'm really excited about this. Yes, I, I generally any of the Defenders shows apart from Iron Fist. I'm kind of. I'm pumped for. I'm. I'm. There's no. There's no reason I would ever watch it. Yes. Um, and the Jessica Jones uh, trailer dropped the other day, and um, it looked as good as before. But now what we're doing here is we're focusing more on her on her past and how she came to be, which is effectively what we have is an origin story now, um, or at least her investigating her origins. Yeah. Um, which works perfectly with her character, and then. This isn't a spoiler, I guess, but 
from the end of that trailer, what at least I picked up and I assumed was going to be, because of the obvious hints, was Pepperman, who, who is uh, played by uh, David Tennant. There was a lot of purple lights. There were a lot of purple lights. And uh, some classic lines just in the trailer. And also clapping. Yes. Um, from us. Really. <laughs> uh, ready Player One. Um, again, another insane film. You hadn't seen this trailer. I've not seen the trailer. And um, it's one of those books that, you know, is half unfinished on my Kindle. But thinking of how you would do that as a film was like, I thought, no, that's just too, you'd have to pay a fortune in licenses and special effects would be just too much. And so when you said it, I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah. And then your face was lighting up every every time you saw (laughs) the trailer is something else. Uh, Very watchable trailer. Yeah. You could watch that. Uh, I think when it came out again, um, it was, there was so many people talking about it in terms of who they could see in the trailer and, Deadpool's hanging around with Harley Quinn. Um, Iron Giant's in it. Yeah. Just all childhood characters and all sorts of fun things are here in the trailer. And it's um, it's going to be something else. And I think it's going to have some deeper meaning based on kind of What we're seeing from the trailer, I guess. It, it is an awesome book and story. And I got distracted by another book called Two Light Lightning, which is a huge book and interrupted me. Uh, but I'll be back finishing other books soon. But Two Light Lightning is great. Uh, that's a separate podcast. Okay. All right. <laughs> I feel pretty. Trailer uh, came out today or yesterday, I think. Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. Okay. Are you a fan of Amy Schumer? Uh, not massively, but then I can't really say much considering I haven't watched a lot of films, but the trailers I've seen of her films didn't make me chuckle. So her stand-up's chose... good. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. I chose not to um, watch her films, but I haven't seen her stand-up yet. So, um, no. Fun fact for you, a wrestler used to date her. Right. Moving on. Oh, why are you not mentioning who? Is that a court case? Dolph Ziggler. No, no. They just broke up. Dolph Ziggler. Cool. All right. He's, he's, he's really cool. This trailer seems to be controversial. That's Dolph Ziggler. Okay. He looks like one of the guys of Grey's Anatomy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the trailer... She is doesn't see herself as pretty. Yep. She's uh, worried about being a bit um, tubby compared to skinny girls. Yeah. She falls over in the gym, bangs her head, mm-hmm. wakes up and... Feels pretty. And feels pretty. Okay. All credits. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, apart from that, well, apart from that, <laughs> we've seen the whole film. Yeah. Um, you what, what were the challenges? What happened on Twitter? You were, you were saying things and I said, no, 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 on the podcast. So when I first watched this, my, my, my initial thought when I watched this trailer was, oh, look, another Amy Schumer film. Like, just, I wasn't okay. interested whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw it kind of, I saw a moment on Twitter, a Twitter moment, a moment is for the old people um, when they collect a bunch of tweets together yeah. and they put them in like a, a thread. It's, uh, they call it a moment. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've seen those. Uh, <laughs> do you use the internet? I when you, send it, when you send internet things to me, I use it. I, social media is one of those things that's just like, in my, in my, a, a part of my heart has died watching the impact of social media on society. But, hey, I can't get away from it. Um, so, yeah, so then the, the, the title... Um, of this moment was why some people have issues with Amy Schumer's new movie, which is incredibly articulate. Um, and then uh, there was a um, a feminist comedian named Sophie Hagen. Hagen, do you ever heard of her? Does. Yep. Um, um, no. She, she had some comments. She had some choice comments about uh, Amy Schumer in the film. Okay. 
Um, so these are some quotes from Sophie. Uh, so the new Amy Schumer movie is about a woman who is half an inch from being conventionally Hollywood attractive, in brackets, but rest of the world attractive, in bracket, who thinks she's rest of the world attractive, question mark? I have never been more confused in my life. Sorry, what? Amy what? Schumer is blonde, white, able-bodied, femme, and yes, thin. She is society's beauty ideal. So they give her a ponytail and remove her makeup and suddenly she's ugly? Why not just give her glasses or a fat suit? What is wrong with this world? <laughs> Chuckles. And it goes on. It goes on for a while. Um, I'm just trying to find a relevant one. Okay. Here we go. I mean, she hits her head and then feels beautiful. This movie legit had to become sci-fi for it to be realistic. Only in a magical universe, there's a lot of capitals here, only in a magical universe could she possibly feel pretty. Her, blonde, white, thin, femme, C-I-S, what's that? Sis? Blah. <laughs> she is all the things and still she is not considered pretty. Shit, I'm going to have to look up C-I-S now. What does that mean? I don't know. I hope this is something we don't have to cut out. <laughs> Denoting or relating to a molecular structure in which two particular <laughs> atoms or groups lie on the same Sis. side. Female is often commonly feminine. A what? Communist independent states, maybe? That I think that's the one. She is she is blonde, thin, pretty, and a communist. There's this thing called cisgender. Yeah. Uh, and that is as a term for people whose gender identity matches the sex that they were assigned at birth. Oh my God, what pseudoscience bullshit is this? What? Cisgender may also be defined as those who have a, quote, gender identity or perform a gender role society considers appropriate for one's sex. Uh, oh God, okay. We have to name that? Oh, sad things. Okay, fine. Oh my goodness. Um, so do you have a problem with this film? I don't have a problem with the film. I have a problem with the way that she has to discover that she's beautiful. Go on, why? Why does she have to bang her head? Why can't the film start off like that, right? Yeah. Why can't she just start off being a person who is of her appearance and just feel like she's beautiful? That would be a good film in itself. Huh? But that wouldn't be a character transformation. Maybe she transforms to something else after. I don't know. Maybe she is a transformer. But to bang your head and to then discover you're beautiful, it just doesn't, that doesn't compute. Her interpretation of herself has changed once she's banged her head. Yeah. So she now is not filtering herself through the incredibly negative norms of society that tell us that we are not um pretty or glamorous yep. Yep. good looking the right shape uh the right skin uh color or texture or whatever and yes i know she's white and blonde but the subtext of what they're trying to yeah, explain yeah, 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 is that. still quite interesting i think but again why does she have to bang her head to realize all of that? Because we can't, We no matter how hard we try, we as regular people, I think this is what they're trying to say, right. cannot let go of those norms. We can't stop looking at Vogue magazine and thinking that is some kind of objective and so we are not there. In order for us to realize that we are, okay, this might not work in the, the context of race, but let's try it for a second, okay? So it probably will, but yeah, go on. So for us to feel like regular people of society and yep. to feel like we fit in, we would have our banger heads. No, that's not the message. It's not that we would have to bang our heads. It's that it, it could be, uh, they're using a traumatic experience, like someone, she's banging her head, and then she's experiencing a form, it looks like a form of amnesia yep. that allows her to forget the filters and norms of society that we've absorbed and made part of ourselves that stop us from being confident, um, being the confident person that we should be. We can't be ourselves because we've taken on society's norm, uh, quote, norms, yeah. which are incredibly negative yeah. and uh, cause us to think less of ourselves. 
she bangs her head, suddenly all that's gone and she can be herself and look at herself through a positive filter, which none of us do. I think that's quite interesting, regardless of the things that the other person's complaining about. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I think everything that this comedian comedian is complaining about... (laughs) Um, it is. I think it might be taking a bit too far, and it's a film. It needs to be taken lighthearted. And yes, everything you're saying, I agree with. And the concept of this film, the idea—if we're going to show this to to young women—absolutely, I agree with you. The concept that you are beautiful no matter what. And yes, maybe sometimes you have to slap yourself in the face to realize that you are beautiful. Uh, I like that concept. I like the idea that you, that they're finally having a film like this. Um, that isn't. Uh, eighteen-year-old slim girl who has uh, appearance issues. Um, so I, you know, yeah, I agree. I just think it's a silly way. I, I might even watch this film. I might even go as far to say that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I think it's a good idea for a film, and I think it's stupid. But <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I just don't like that that one part of the film. Okay, That's I think all. I think we should watch this together. Okay, yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. <laughs> I think that'd be good. All right. <laughs> so, you sent me the um, video of Uma Thurman that yes. she spent so long trying to get hold of. That yeah. was, that was, yeah, was that, weird. Was that was a weird moment. Yep. Um, it was a weird insight into this odd world that people like Tarantino and um, the productions of the Weinstein's come from. I'm still trying to grasp him as a person. Now, I, I Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did you? Oh. Did I send you the thing that he said about Polanski? Yes. Oh. Was that Tarantino? Yeah. Yeah, making sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It was. Okay. Yeah, go on. No, he was just going to say he was, he was defending him, basically. Uh, it, was, it was a little clip from a Howard, the Howard Stern, Howard Stern show. A few years back. Yeah, yeah. I read that. And he said... Basically, he basically said it was okay that he had sex with a He didn't say it was okay. See, I now feel like I need to defend Tarantino. I don't think there's much <laughs> defending that needs to go on, man. I think uh, he said what I he said. Yeah, I can't defend him as um, a sort of director, producer person for what he did for his... Yeah, that was strange. That, yeah, he's been doing a lot of weird things. I think there's something, there's some dark shit going on with that that guy. Um, he's quite seems quite desperate to get certain things done. Um, in terms of that comment, yeah, I, I, you can't defend. You're right. You can't defend what he said, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think that that's what he said. No, no, no. Yeah, he didn't say it was it was good, but uh, I think he was trying to make that age old apologist argument about. Um, some weird argument like girls have desires too. And it's like, no, 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 it's still illegal and statutory rape. Um, yeah. But it, does that still make him a good person? I don't think Tarantino's ever even tried to be a good person. <laughs> I don't think that was an objective he had in mind. But okay. That, okay. Does that make his defending his friend? Okay. Which friend? Polanski. Is he, is he his friend? Yeah. They're friends? Yeah. Yeah, it's odd. They're friends. They're friends? <laughs> I pulled you off. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if... if No, that's odd. I don't, I don't think it, make, it makes anything okay. I, it, the, tr- the trouble I'm having is this. But you can't watch any of them still anymore. No, no, I, I will still watch them. And I'm going to watch Kevin Spacey's things and, and all those things. Because I think we've got into an odd place in society. Now, this is not to say that... We talked about this before. The Me Too movement and these other movements are saying relevant things that need to be addressed. And no person should be... No individual person, man or woman, should be... Um, hurt by another no woman should be hurt by a a man her career shouldn't be impacted or limited 
and all those things. Yeah, this is not. This is. I don't need to repeat these things. They're yeah. they're self evident. But some of the greatest and oddest art in our world has come from really weird, dark, and twisty people. Yeah. If we push everyone into these little boxes, not that some people like need a big fucking box to be pushed into, like Weinstein. Mm. Uh, it's Kevin has said some Kevin have you ever watched him on the um on that program the art the actor studio studio the the actor studio what it's called yeah he kind of almost predicted some of this stuff on an int on that interview because I, I was thinking back to it uh, this week and he said something on there which is someone asked him how does he prepare how does he get his head around um the what he has to live in films like American Beauty. Okay, yep. And he said, sometimes, and this doesn't in any way at all justify or excuse no. anything he um, has done, as long as he's done it, to hurt someone else or limit someone else's career or try and blackmail someone else or yep. in, in any way at all. None of those things. But... Focusing on what he said in that interview, he said, sometimes I feel that we as actors explore certain areas of our minds and our consciousness. And in a way, that's healthier than other people in society that live those things for real. I'm not getting those words right, but it's probably worth digging out the interview to see what he said. Um, but it was odd listening to that. It's almost like he was coming out with... Um, the the dark shit he has in his brain that he likes to explore um and that's where you you can't deny that there's an area of that that has driven the art that he has created yeah i don't want to talk about kevin spacey for another fucking podcast now <laughs> he's just such an easy example to get into okay so tarantino is the same as a director um yeah. He's he's just he's he's a weird guy. Um, he's not going to stop making films. Uh, anyway, Uma Thurman, she's going for it. She's got the video. She has slowly telling a story, and she is raging angry. Yeah. Um, like Beatrix kiddo angry. Yeah. So, uh, it's going to be good to see how this turns out. Yeah. I have a question. Go on. How far can a rock jump? <laughs> Um, Gushel's referring, of course, to the trailer of Skyscraper <laughs> that released earlier this week. Um, uh, it's going to be a fun movie. It was ridiculous. It, it's just... He's jumping off the edge of this crane next to a skyscraper or doing a jump that Iron Man could probably barely make in his suit. Yep. And, uh, well, we don't see him land, but there's no way he could make that jump. No. Nope. It has to have been some, some kind of aircraft that catches him halfway. And people have hit it with science online and they've drawn <laughs> diagrams and tried to work it out and worked out his exact, in his 12.75 meters per second, he would have to yep. travel to make. Yeah. He's <laughs> yep. 28 miles an hour. It's worth just doing a search on that to see how much effort people have put in. Which it's is, good to see science in social media. Yeah. And for something as mundane as, well, something as simple as this. <laughs> uh, so yeah anyway that film's coming out it's another rock film and I don't think there's going to be any anyone who's not going to watch that I, I think it's just going to be one of those it's the rock San Andreas films oh okay no, well I didn't watch San Andreas did you yeah yeah okay is it, it was, good no it's ridiculous okay um, he basically survives everything despite everything being thrown at him literally okay you could throw the rock into a volcano and he would still come out alive. But that's kind of the point, isn't it? Because Skyscraper looked like a diehard remake. Yeah, to some extent, yeah. With like a Nakatomi and everything. <laughs> Nakamichi! Nakamichi! <laughs> uh, I, I, I called it Nakamichi. Nakamichi. Uh, at one point. I don't know. Uh, some kind of mixture of Nakatomi and Tamagotchi or something. <laughs> oh... 
I feel um, so terrible. Nakatomi. Speaking of, uh, speaking of um, Die Hard. Die Hard? Um, how about that Black Lightning? That, that's not a link. In any way at all. I haven't seen it yet. We're well, better off doing this, the, the Star Wars version and calling him Black Sidious. My other, my other half said, why do DC superheroes, sometimes when they're black, are called Black something? So Black Lightning, there's another Black something. Black Marvel? No, Black. I Do you think it's... What's the other one? What's the other one? Black? Panther. <laughs> also, okay, so Black Panther is called Black Panther for a slightly different reason. But yes, okay. Um, black, Black. I'm trying to think. Black Adam. Black Adam. But he's not black. Do you think... <laughs> yes. So if we I looked do. into the origin... <laughs> If we looked into the origins of these characters, yeah, do you think, let's say, if, uh, they were created around a time when, uh, I don't know, um, Black Panthers were kind of making it a, a, a an impact? Oh yeah, within absolutely. Within society, yep. do you think that has a, a a link with that thing sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, with Black Panther, it does. Um, Obviously, yeah. But Black Lightning. But do you think that's an empowering name? Uh, like Black Lightning. like Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Okay, so I think we're going to come to more of a discussion on that when we hit the <coughs> the end of this show. Okay. Uh, all right. Cool. Uh, but yeah, Black, Black Lightning. Blah, 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 blah. blah. It's Black a, Lightning, it's a, good show, good show. I was not expecting it to be any good. It's a DC show after all, and they just have no fucking idea what they're doing. <laughs> and they, did they have an idea with this one? Yes. So there's now two DC shows which are actually worth watching. What was interesting was that this was actually supposed to air on CW, from what I understand. Okay. But then they changed it to Netflix, which is really strange. Well, it's good. It's good. Uh, it's worth watching. It's, um, I, I, I like it because it's not like your average superhero thing where everyone lives in some lovely um, polished neighborhood and oh my god someone's died or oh my god there are some ruffians in the neighborhood doing bad things it's not that at all it's the complete opposite they take a made up town with a rather large black population and and they paint the background and the norm of this background is violence and gangs and people dying all the time that is the norm and then they lay the, this black lightning on um, character and his motivations on top, which is a very different experience to watch. You know what's interesting? I've just read. <clears throat> is that it does air on the CW and still does. Oh, okay. In the UK, it airs on Netflix. Okay. Which is really interesting. What CW? CW is where Flash and Supergirl and that air. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Okay, um, so Sky missed it and Netflix bought it. Mm. Okay, and Prime bought Preacher. So, okay, cool. Wow, do you know that? You yeah. watch Preacher yet? No. I'm gonna keep asking you that again no, and again. No, I'm watch that it's now. DC. Yeah, I know. It's not very DC at all. It's just. Is it the same universe as The Flash and Supergirl? And... No, no. Okay. I mean, it is, but it's not. Is it? DC don't seem to have any coherence. They just make it as an independent series. It's worth watching. Oh, there is some like major. I'm not going to say there is one major bad guy in it, but that's. Is it the same as the ones in the shows? He's not in the shows yet. I, I've stopped watching them, so I don't know, but okay. I doubt it. Um, speaking Old, of, yeah, superheroes. Okay. Oh crap! I skipped one. No, speaking of the distorted future, how about that altered distorted carbon future? For people that don't want to think or who are getting confused or bored by Blade Runner. You can watch Altered Carbon. Okay. A simpler version of the Blade Runner type universe. Um, there are screenshots and set pieces that look like they've take, been taken straight out of the first Blade Runner film and then recreated. Um, it's got great, you know, obviously um, effects that are not overdone, I wouldn't say. Um, and an exploration of what we could do with technology in the future. It doesn't mm. take the same path as, as Blade Runner, but it's... Uh, very close it's a very close cousin um i like it yeah i mean you know it's not amazing but it's worth watching and i like the fact that you know it's a bit of a head fuck because the main 
character, the main some of the, the so the leads. There's a um, a La- Latino woman mm-hmm. and a white male. Okay, but he is a skin because you can be born into skin. That's right. Oh, I read about this. Yes, and his original character is, I think, a Japanese guy. Yes. So there is this sort of mind fuck of race things going on mm. where you can't really it's really cool um because it makes you challenge a lot of um assumptions and uh, from that perspective it was quite interesting oh, as well cool. and that's not even part of the story that's just something they've done as, as an aside okay um yes what are you going to be watching next or what are you watching at the moment uh at the moment, TV stuff. TV stuff. I'm watching. Um, uh, what was I watching? Crap. Oh, this is us. Obviously. Did you catch? Did you catch up with us? No, episode? I haven't yet. Oh my goodness! It's the episode. Oh, okay. Okay. Of Jack. Um, I'm starting to watch Marvel uh, Agents of Shield. Right. Um, I am on the first episode of season one. No. Yeah. I, so I, I, I'm the reason I'm watching it is because I want to, I want to see how they deal with the fallout of everything that happened in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. Um, and that's my primary driver for watching it because when I when I when I started watching it when it first came out, I was like, this is balls. <laughs> this isn't fun. Some of it is balls. Yeah. And then it gets slowly gets better. Okay. Fine. All right. But no, uh, from what you've been telling me about it, I, it, it's, it intrigues me. It suddenly got good around half, half well, season three, it got really good. Okay. Um, all right. Um, but you've been watching it a lot, haven't you? I burned through the last season as soon as it appeared on Prime. Oh, goodness. Amazon Prime. I just I had to watch it. I was like, ah, I want see what happens with this guy, uh, who I can't mention because it's a massive spoiler. Um, Second Star Wars mention yep. today. Yep. Rebel season four started yep. on Disney, one of the Disney channels. Um, usually starts about December time, doesn't it? It's about halfway through the season. Uh, just as good. Still, David Filoni, who's the series creator, he's doing such a good job. Um, filling in storyline gaps and addressing things and expanding storylines. Episode four... Saw Guerrera, voiced by Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> it's so good. No way. Yes. Um, I, I saw, did I, did I tell you I saw this? Uh, it was the Obi-Wan versus Darth Maul. Don't, why? Don't do spoilers. Why do you even say that? How could you say I that? I could be referring to episode one. But I, I saw don't, that. Don't say these things. When it leads into. Okay. But I, I I couldn't like not watch it. Um, it was like a suggestion on YouTube, and I was like, "Oh, this looks interesting." And then the end of that clip is like, "Oh, no, I, no. I know this scene." But, but there's so more. There's more than that. There's so much more. Don't. Okay. Just right. I'm gonna lock you in a cupboard and just make you watch it all. All Clone Wars first. Okay. Right. Okay. I'm gonna try and watch The Handmaid's Tale next because okay. it's uh, it seems to be just winning awards all over the place. Yeah. Another Golden Globe, another something else. Golden Best, Glove. Yeah, Golden Gloves. Boxing Awards. Oh, shit. Uh, you've seen the first one? I started watching the first episode. No, I did watch the first episode. It was heavy. It was uh, it was d- difficult to get into, but I'm not, I wouldn't, I'm not opposed to watching it fully. Um, I love the concept. I love the idea of them in this almost dystopian world um it's strange it's very strange it's dressed they're dressed as pilgrims but they're in the future so what's the story so she she can she has babies yeah i think this is that as if that's a superpower something or? like that or something yeah i think they they have god i've uh, I, I think like their sole purpose is to have babies or something like that Right. Um, but I might be reading it in a completely different way. But yeah. Sounds very Kryptonian. It, 
Yeah. Speaking of Krypton, oh, we haven't gotten there. Okay, fine. Oh, the Krypton trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of glad it's not in there. I just want to... Let's watch it first. It yeah. looks really suspect. Yeah. It's all happening on the Krypton, and then a guy with a hoodie turns up. It's like... It's like the the concept of Gotham. Yeah. What What can they do with it? It seems to be getting better with Gotham because they've now touched into Joker territory. But it, it makes me question, what can you possibly... Why would I watch this show? Why would I watch a show about Superman's grandfather? You've got no superpowers on Krypton. What What's going to happen? Well, yeah, that's the other weird thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, but... I mean, from another perspective, it's a science fiction TV show that takes place on another planet. I'll yeah. watch it. Sure. Yeah. Sci-fi! Maybe, I don't know. I don't know who the... Who the primary enemy is maybe it's Brainiac if it's Brainiac then maybe something's interesting to watch about that okay well, that's a good point because they're talking about a, a, an enemy from the future or something like that hmm Brainiac seems to be fit that bill could be Lex Luthor who knows it's Dark Flash Reverse Flash you mean Black Flash another Flash Black Flash <laughs> is there a Black Flash there must be a Black Flash it's DC Oh my god. There is a black <laughs> Excellent. Oh okay, it's the um it's the, the Wraith one. I'm glad you didn't say it's Barry in the TV series. Let's go look. Cool. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, alright. It's just because he dressed black. It's because they dressed black. <laughs> Den of Thieves. It is like This is movie time now. It is like Fast and Furious. Right. Without cars. No, I lie. There are cars in it, but not Fast and Furious cars. Um, it's an interesting film. It wasn't horrible. Would I watch it again? I probably would watch it again, but it was... Uh, I said this to you when I when I um, watched, I watched it before. Was It's very loud. <laughs> um, when I say loud, I mean actually loud. The It seems like they've done a lot of work on the gunshots. Um, there's a scene where it's nonstop shooting for like 10, 10 to 15 minutes. It felt like, um, only to then. Would you watch it again? Yeah. 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 I'll watch it. Again. Okay. I might give it a go. Um, but I probably wouldn't watch it any more than that. Um, are you bothered about spoilers? No. So this scene where they're having a gunfight, it ends up basically killing all of the characters <laughs> minus two of them, three of them. Okay. It's really strange, but Gerard Butler's in it. Um, and then there's this weird shift of he of the, he of the struggling accents. Yeah. God, man, there's this weird <laughs> shift in, um, kind of protagonist antagonist type thing. So Gerard Butler plays the antagonist, right? Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. First 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they try and get to sympathize with the guy. And then he becomes the protagonist and the protagonist becomes like this weird anti-hero antagonist character. And by the end of it, we're like, Hey, you're actually making this sound really good. Yeah. No, that's what I was trying to get my head around. And I was like, why are they, what are they doing? Because it almost felt like they had this weird history between Jared Butler's character and the main character that they weren't talking about. We saw this one picture that maybe alluded to them having a history. Okay. But nobody ever spoke about it afterwards. And then Gerard Butler all of a sudden felt bad for this main character, but he ended up killing him anyway. I just... I <sighs> Cleverfield paradox. Did you finish watching it? I did. Last night. Um, that last scene's good. Isn't it? I loved that last scene. <laughs> they've uh, they've announced a, a fourth film in the, the universe. So this is the Cloverfield Paradox, which is the third Cloverfield film. Uh, it's on Netflix. The Cloverfield Lane, something or other. Uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Have you seen that? Yes, I've not seen it. Uh, it's good. I enjoyed it. Um, 
I haven't yet understood the connection between all of them yet. You can see the connection between this and Cleverfield. Yes. Um, very obviously. Yes. Um, I'm, I've yet to try and understand the connection between 10 Cloverfield Lane. See, my assumption here is that 10 Cloverfield Lane takes place after the paradox. Right, okay. So, yeah, I was troubled by this film because it, it felt like it... I have only one problem with this film, okay, go on. which is I don't like films that pretend to have a secret mm. and then do the reveal and then kind of start fading away. I like films that just give you the reveal and then start exploring the implications of that reveal, which this film, it did that in a very clumsy way. Yeah. Uh, it didn't feel like an Abrams production. Yeah. I, I think you've got, you've hit, you've hit the nail on the head there. It, it, it was very clumsy. Like, there was a lot of words being thrown around like shepherd and fucking yeah. gyroscope and all this other stuff. And all of a sudden I'm going to spoil it. Right. Spoil. We can spoil. Right. Forget. They're, <laughs> in a, they're in an alternate dimension. And this, Oh, that's what I was going to say. This different earth, the second earth, I think was what? where 10 Cliffield lane took place. Yeah. So, so, I mean, they give away the, the dimensional thing. Yeah. Almost at the beginning of the film. Yep. And then they give it away with the next thing that happens in with the wailing sound in the wall. Yep. And it's just like they keep giving it away. So mm. but when they actually come to actually revealing it to say, yeah, it was an alternate dimension. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, we had that yeah, about no half shit. an hour ago. Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 and, and so that was, apart from that, it was a good film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very enjoyable. I, just, it, there was a lot going on. There was a lot of... <sighs> It felt very pseudoscience-y to me. Not even pseudoscience-y, oh, yeah, bullshit science-y. Just bull- bullshit, um, well, because of the effects of quantum entitlement, we should yeah, go back yeah. to our own universe. Yeah. Well, how? Sorry, what? How? And all of how? a sudden, his arm gets dragged into a, a fucking wall and just... I didn't understand what they were doing and Chris, her dad, was in it as well, so that was weird. Um, that, a lot of weird shit happens in that film. Quantum entanglement doesn't necessarily mean that there's a relationship between those particles... It, it that's just uh, I'm not actually going there that's why am I even starting that that's not a place it's this almost podcast like, will be three hours long it's almost like um, commuting between different dimensions commute <laughs> which they were doing they were commuting between different dimensions uh, which brings us to a film that you've seen that I haven't seen The Commuter I don't feel like watching it because it looks like it's just like Taken 7. You shouldn't watch it. Absolutely don't watch it. Uh, it, it is, is it Taken a, 7? That film is irresponsible. Um, okay. There's nothing to say about it. Honestly, it is Taken 7. I mean... you. We nearly went to watch it. You'd watched it and I said, let's watch Commuter. And you said, oh, right. But you, you should have said, no, I am not watching that shit no, because again. because I wanted you to watch it. So you can suffer. To, you yeah, want me to, to suffer, suffer as yeah, well. Yeah, suffer and slater. <laughs> I probably would have been on my phone the whole film, to be fair. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it essentially is taken. Liam Neeson's family is essentially taken hostage and he has to do something on the train. He has to find this person on the train um, because this person was witness to a crime and this organization, the government basically, are trying to get rid of this witness and so Liam Neeson has to kill this witness. Okay. Yeah, and in return, he gets money. I'm, not, I'm, never, I'm never going to watch this film. To save his family. I'm never going to watch this film. So it's yet another hostage film with Liam Neeson. Yes. Yeah, cool. All right. Uh, it's stupid. I watched uh, a soft, slow, um, intriguing, beautiful painting of a film called The Phantom Thread um, with Daniel Day-Lewis, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Uh, first film they've made together since There Will Be Blood. This was uh, a film film, like a big fucking glass of wine film. Okay. And then you just just get lost in this this world of this guy who is uh, a 1950s um, dressmaker. Mm. He's very, very particular and pedantic about things and how he lives. And he meets this woman... Um, and he, she, she is almost a type of muse for his dresses mm. f- from a certain perspective. 
uh, and and it's an exploration of 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 this made up life, but it's kind of representative of people in those times that also did those careers and made these horrendously expensive dresses mm. for royalty from all over Europe, and they used to come to London to meet meet the designers. It's it's a very grown up film. Okay. Um, good with wine. Okay, I, I, I think it's going to win a lot of fucking awards. I probably won't watch it. Okay, sure. Um, I, 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 I can't imagine you being bored out of your fucking mind <laughs> within 15 minutes going, what? Why is he talking like a punce? Um, I don't watch those type of films. It's, it, for people that do, it was brilliant. Um, the Phantom Thread makes it sound like he's basically a ghostwriter for clothes. Okay. Phantom Thread. I think it's just Phantom Thread, not the Phantom. I can't remember. The Phantom Menace Thread. <clears throat> yeah. So <laughs> I'm gonna That's try. Star Wars reference. What? What? Right. Okay. What else? Hang on. Let me move that up. So instead of watching Commuter, we went to watch uh, Coco. Right. So Coco. Some, before we get into Coco, I've got Go some on. questions. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what is the official language of the United States? English. I was going to say American for a second. <laughs> well, it's it's not English. Yeah, uh, it is American English. Okay. When was it decided that English would be the language of the United States? Do you know any idea? No. Would you, if you were going to guess, when what would you say? Uh, Native after Native Americans after they killed off the Native Americans. Two thousand and six. Huh? What? It was the the official language of the United States was never it wasn't ratified, um, in in their legal system until two thousand and six when someone brought it up and said, we should actually have a rule about what language all our legal paperwork and everything should be produced. Now, if in practice it's been English, but it was never officially their first language. And when you think of all these people from all these different countries coming together when uh, the modern America was formed, you, you know it's easy to understand. When you look at what other languages people speak today, you have. 41 million native Spanish speakers, 11 million people that speak Spanish as a second language. That's 52 million people. That's the same as the entire population of Ecuador, Guatemala, and Chile put together. That's a lot of fucking people that speak Spanish. Yeah. 20% of New York speak Spanish. Wow. As, as like the, their first language. And people don't seem to, we don't see that side of America. Mm. I mean, I, I see it when I, because my parents live over there. So, mm. and they've been there for a while. And I get the experience a lot. You go shopping. The first language people speak to me in because they see brown skin. So they talk to me in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. And I said, I, I don't understand what you're saying. No, I'm not in Spanish. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm not. Oh, no, habla. <laughs> no, habla. No, habla. And, and uh, that is very much America. I'm sure very, lots of Indians go over there and experience the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because we dress slightly different and look slightly different to a lot of the Indians over there mm. who are, because some of us have come through Africa or we're born here. And a lot of the Indians over there come straight from India. So they have a certain look. Mm. They have a look and feel, which we don't have, which confuses the hell out of um, <laughs> yeah. uh, some of the Spanish people in, yeah. in places, tourist places like Florida. People mix, you know, like when we speak um, Gujarati, we might mix between English and Gujarati when we're yeah. talking to parents yeah no one needs subtitles everyone kind of knows what everyone <laughs> this yeah. is how people speak over there as well yeah, yeah. they sort of fade in and out of using Spanish words and stuff mm. a lot of people in Spanglish certain communities and we don't get to see that in films and so Disney's come along and said I don't know it's Disney and then there's like this evil giant organi- uh, organization that organ- that company that owns our childhood now but They've still done it. They seem to have handed this over to the, the right people to produce a film that is almost a tribute to that side of America. Uh, and I think this film is awesome and it's been a long time coming and it's perfect that it's come out in the same year as Black Panther. Um, what did you think of it? Uh, I enjoyed it. Very much enjoyed it. I um... We are crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Just That's an emotional film. Everybody in the screen... Where we were watching it was yes, crying. Everyone was crying. Um, it was a nice moment. I don't think I've ever ever seen a film where everybody is 
shared that emotion together. Um, it was a very different experience and I really enjoyed it. Um, it, was, it was that guy and his daughters behind us that were, that were crying a lot. Yeah, that was mental. I was like, oh my God, these you girls could, are... I heard the girl saying, oh God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it was so good. The music was so much fun. It's, yeah. Um, it's the f- uh, I was listening to a podcast with the writer and the kind of designer of the film afterwards. Uh, they were actually talking about um, they recommended you watch the film in Spanish. Oh, that, oh man. Um, Why didn't we do that? I did. Oh, shit. Um, to get the full kind of thing about it. And it was nice. Like They did small little things like even though they were speaking Spanish in some parts, the way they did it was you don't have to understand Spanish to understand what they were saying. So there was a scene that they talked about in this podcast. Yeah, um, it, it wasn't made for the white American audience. It no. was just made as a film should be made. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't get it, oh yeah, that's not, that yeah. bit's not for you. But you but still enjoy the film. Sorry. What was good was um, the, the scene where, at the beginning of the film, where, um, what was this kid's name? Miguel. Was it Miguel? I uh, can't remember. The kid's so. name. Um, uh, he uh, was goes to shine uh, the mariachi's shoe. And yeah. uh, his uh, grandma sees him with a guitar. And uh, when she kind of <laughs> shoes the mariachi guy away, yes, she hugs him or holds him in his boobs, and she <laughs> says all this kind of Spanish endearing words, and you don't understand what she's saying, but you know it's a, whatever she's saying are terms of endearment, and it's like okay, <laughs> it's kind of really sweet. And they did they they put a lot of stuff like that in the film, and even if you don't understand Spanish, yeah. you kind of get the feel of what they're doing, and you and from the way the actors portrayed these characters and the way they said these lines, you just knew that it was, you could relate to it. You could understand what they were saying. Um, and I really appreciate that. It wasn't, it didn't alienate me. It didn't. Or spoon feed you. Yeah. It didn't kick me out because I wasn't Spanish. Um, it was a, it was a very nice film, very inviting. It was a family film. And uh, I think uh, to have a film that represents the Latino Mexican people, especially on this kind of scale was, uh, was great. And we don't see a lot of that really. Uh, it's not first, enough. Not enough. I think it's one of the first films I've seen that is fully. Yeah, it isn't it? Like the fully kind of Mexican yeah, Latino. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was nice. And with a massive head nod to the older part of their culture, not just the fact that yeah. they're stereotype Christians in so many other places yeah. and series and films. Mm. Um, I like the story concepts. It was, uh, there's some interesting concepts like, uh, you know, family versus life choices, yeah. which is a big thing for um, a lot of ethnic communities mm-hmm. that are trying to integrate into what is essentially European culture. Yeah, um, It's difficult to make a choice that disagrees with your family, which was nicely represented with this musical thing. Um, it's a children's film that deals with death. It's a children's film that deals with the fragility of life. Yes. Um, there's death and then it's not really death because people tell you that, uh, you know, people have religions and they tell you that there's a life after death and children are brought up believing, uh, told, being told this stuff. And then as adults, they let go of the tooth fairy and Santa Claus, but they don't let go of, Oh, there's a world after you die. It's magical and whatever. Um, so, and I, and I love the fact that they took that a step further and said, yes, but when you're forgotten, you're dead. Yeah. That's, that's the best part of it. I think. That is like an alternative death. Yeah. The final death. That's the final. That's what they're talking about. The podcast is that they had that the, the best way that they could explain that was just by saying it's the final death is when you are completely forgotten. Yes. And that's, I think it was, and I use this word in the last episode it was poignant. Uh, it was very nice. And they, and they didn't. And, I, and, and again, another thing that makes this a classic, classic film um, that's so different for Disney and yet so good was that they didn't, they didn't screw up. Um, there's a theme around the obscurity of decisions made in time in, in the past and how in ethnic cultures, people live a certain way and that impacts life today. But the people today just way won't understand how people lived back then yep. and what the decisions they had to make to survive because a lot of people from ethnic cover the word ethnic will go hand in hand for most people with extreme poverty. Yep. Yeah. I know when my uh, grandparents and mom and her brothers came to this country, they all lived in one room. Yeah. My dad came over, had to get a job and one by one had to get 
you know, mm. the rest of his family over. It, it's that we we are familiar with stories of poverty in our past, yep. and and the, and the crazy things people had to do in those times, and they didn't completely miss out that that part of yeah everyone's story. Yeah, I like that. So that oh, wow, I love this. This is deep deep shit from Disney. Yes, loved it. Okay, uh, what are we watching next? Well, um, Black- gonna, do you want to watch The Greatest Showman? Uh, yeah. Okay, go on. You're going to say Black Panther. Black Panther is the film to watch next. Um, it is out on the 13th of February. Next um, Thursday? Next For us? Tuesday. Tuesday? Yeah, it's not Tuesday. What, this Tuesday? Yeah. Oh, shit. I might take a day off and go and watch it. Yeah, do it. Because you know what? <laughs> And I, d- I don't know how to um, allocute this. Go on. I mean, I, I've seen gods fly. <laughs> I've seen men make machines I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> I've seen aliens drop from the sky, <laughs> but I could never have imagined this. Like oh. four or five Golden Globe winners, BAFTA winners, <laughs> all in one film, a full black cast full budget Hollywood movie for black people with a head nod to ancient black culture that we all came from released in a time when a dickhead American president is destroying the unity that we've been fighting for decades to put together. Yes. I could not have imagined this. Yes. With a hundred percent rotten tomato score. (laughs) Yes. I can't, I can't even, I I, I can't uh, even. Something's happening. Something good is happening. We have a, a black superhero. Have you seen the cast on this thing? Yeah. Mental. Who is in the midst of one of the massive, biggest movie franchises of all time. Probably the biggest movie franchise of all time. And he's been chucked right in the middle of it. As a, as a main. As a main character. And he is one of the main characters in one of the biggest upcoming Movies of all time, Infinity War, and do I, I, I can't. This isn't. You know how remember <laughs> last year we were talking about Moonlight being yeah. Yeah. a start. Yeah, this is this is the next level. Like this, is, we've. It feels like I want to say it feels like we've come a long way because it it does feel like we've come a long way. At least if we look at it in the perspective of movies, we have all this shit going on in the world. All this bullshit that's happening in America and we have this to almost balance that to counteract that yeah which is why it's it's so perfect and we've got look at this Forrest Whitaker BAFTA winner Angela Bassett uh, Golden Globe winner Martin Freeman BAFTA winner (laughs) it's just like uh, one legend after another who else have we got I got Sterling K. Brown Golden Globe winner now is he in there yeah Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Everyone is everyone. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya uh, from Get Out. From Get Out, yeah. He plays Wakabi. Oh, man. This yeah. film is going to be mental. Uh, yes, absolutely. I mean, the you know, despite dickheads like J- the one show's Jeremy Vine calling it overwhelmingly black. Is that what uh, you said? Yeah. No, and started saying things like, oh, well, you know, it's a, it's a sea change for culture and cinema and all this stuff. And the guys, you know, uh, it was, um, uh, it, he had Chadwick Boseman and, you know, the, other people, who else is on this flipping show? I can't even remember on there. And they were like, well, no, but this is surely this is more like, it's not that culture is changing. It's, this is how culture should have been. Yeah. It should be balanced and it should be, it should, there's certain things that should be recognized. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of those kind of reactions next week. People are going to say some really odd things. You know what I'm really looking forward to seeing, and I'm hoping they do it, and I really hope they do it, is if Storm's going to be in there. Nah. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you fucking imagine if Storm will be in there? Oh, my God. Uh, well, I, that's not fair. You can't do that. That's just now going to be a massive disappointment if that's not. <laughs> oh, it's so good, but Storm wasn't in it. That would be so good if they did. That would be the icing on the cake of this deal that they've put together. That it would be the introduction of 
what we could potentially see in the future. I'm just, I can't even. I, yes. I can't even fathom this. Um, I'm going to watch it more than twice, more than three times. What would you say to someone that just said, it's overwhelmingly, no, if, sorry, what would you say to someone that said, oh, why? So basically you're really excited because it's black people. I'd say fuck off, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> these are the kind of conversations that are, are, are what going What excites on. me about this film is everything yeah. I've just said. Not because, not because it's got black people in it, right? It's nothing to do with it. But the fact that we're getting a film that finally isn't just have it, we're not just talking about a film that has a token black person we're talking about or, or massively whitewashed characters or mass, yeah we're talking about a film that represents the underrepresented we have a film at a time where we need a film like this we're talking about a film that almost counteracts the oppression that these people have faced that something that we can finally say they can be proud and we can be proud even of uh, of of a film that represents Kind of everything that is wrong with the world right now. And I'm going to say, we don't get any money out of this promotion. Yep. But we're obviously very passionate about it. But you can't be proud if you don't go and watch it. Yep. <laughs> yes. You, you, anyway. <laughs> it's going to be a good film. I, I just, you just, even if it's a shit film, it's... It won't be. It, no, it won't be. But even if it is a shit film, it doesn't matter because we're still... We're in a good place. This would be a good film. This is not the bad place. Yes. Cool. All right. So possibly Tuesday. <coughs> That's possibly. really exciting. Yes. Because it's just a few days away. I know. All right. Cool. Uh, I'm excited for these next few films. This has just been an. Am- this has so far been an amazing year for films. It has. Apart from Den of Thieves. <laughs> and Commuter. <laughs> All right, cool. Any Anything else you want to go over? Um, no. Well, if you like that, hit subscribe and add us to your collection. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Acast, all your favorite podcasting apps we are on. Uh, so listen to us and add us to your collection. Um, uh, that's all right. Pretty Check much. us out on Twitter and Facebook. What? I just said pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. I'm on at MovilleKazed and Gushel's at, at Gushel Joshi. This has been the Movieville Podcast, and we'll see you in four. I never freeze. Don't freeze. I never freeze. <laughs> I'm so excited.